Go. Hey guys, welcome to the Doctrines of Rad. <laughs> that was a sudden like, hey, we're live. Way to go. We Logan. can never get that timing quite right, that, honestly. Yeah. We'll figure it out though eventually. Yeah, if you go listen to us on Spotify, it's like, hey, uh, go ahead now. We're good now. Uh, so, hey guys, I'm Logan. This is Drew and this Hello. is the Doctrines of Rad. Tonight we're going to have a very controversial episode discussing uh, the very recent events of Roe v. Wade and its overturning. Uh Drew, you want to take all take the the beginning portion while I set up? Uh, yeah. So essentially, the uh, Supreme Court's decision said that the uh, that there was no constitutional right for an abortion, and they were going to turn over abortion law and regulation over to the states individually. So each state will then be responsible for its own laws and. Um, that's, I mean, pretty much, that's pretty much it. It does not federally outlaw. It's does, it does not make abortion illegal. Um, it, it has nothing to do with any other, any rights except for the constitution still upholds the right to life, uh, for all American citizens. So, uh, and as far as the Supreme court is concerned, the States will decide, uh, whether to make it legal or not. And states like Missouri had what in place, what's called like a trigger law, which means that mm-hmm. if the Supreme court decides in one way or the other, uh, say in this example that it decides to overturn it, then this law goes into effect immediately in the state, which outlaws abortion um, completely in the state. So it does not let me be clear here. Everybody needs to understand because there are lots of arguments. It does not criminalize abortion for a woman who gets an abortion, all right, it makes illegal um, for uh, doctors to be performing them in those states, but it does not criminalize the uh, the mother in that situation, even in the, the case that she goes from one state to another. So you need to, people need to, to understand really where uh, this kind of all ends up. There was a couple other Supreme Court decisions that were made too. Very interestingly, I, I think they're fair. They sh- they should be added. We should talk about it or at least mention it. Is the uh, high school football coach that uh, in 2015 was put on administrative leave for praying um, either before or after the football game with the high school, Bremerton High School. And in 2015, uh, basically it went to it went to the state. The state I I'm pretty sure found you know. Uh, considered that he violated whatever rights. And then uh, so it got pushed up to the Supreme Court. And these these two decisions right now, actually, there's three. There's another one that I'm not totally familiar with that has something to do with uh, more with medical, with doctors' abilities to uh, stand alone as doctors and not be um, penalized for having uh, differing opinions and difference of practice. But these three uh, opinions today or uh, recently um, said, you know, pr- basically upholds uh, uh, the second uh, um, or the first amendment right to uh, freedom of speech, including prayer and then freedom of religion as well uh, that you can't, nobody can tell you it's not illegal to pray. You can, and that that's not just to the Christian God of the Bible. That is, if you are a Muslim, it is not illegal for you in this country to pray. If you are, you know, in, in any public scene anywhere. So let's get that straight that this is not a Christian law. This is giving freedom to every religious person in the country to have the right to, to worship and, and practice their faith 
freely, which is a huge, huge deal for lots of people. So please understand that. Um, and then I will go ahead and give it over to you, Mr. Logan, to uh, let's get this topic rolling. Yeah. So um, Roe v. Wade gets overturned in my men's group. I, I run a men's group on, t- well, I don't run it. I, I'm a part of a men's group. He walks in. And- <laughs> on Tuesdays. <laughs> and uh, so last Tuesday uh, or whatever, they were texting in our group text. Right. And um, we, I thought it was just funny how we took that opportunity to talk about Roe v. Wade. And as the Christian nerds that we are, uh, they just immediately start talking about eschatology. Right. Uh, so one person in the group check says, Hey, Roe v. Wade's overturned. Uh, this is a win for post mill. Oh, I got uh, those comments for, today too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for all you all mill guys out there, uh, this is starting say? to prove post mill to be true. It's not proving anything. Um, <laughs> and uh, so with that, um, I, I posted on Facebook just because I thought I, I thought the simple fact that we turned we can turn everything towards an eschatology conversation for uh, people who are really big into like end times prophecy and stuff like that. Um, and immediately I have people that I went to high school with loved ones that, uh, only focused on the Roe v. Wade portion. Right. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think it says something for how we should actually discuss things and communicate with, uh, people online, which we've already done an entire episode about, but responding in love. And so for example, I'm going to use his name. So Eddie, um, you know, me and Eddie went to middle school together. We went to high school together before I moved from Texas to California. And, uh, you know, one of the things I remember about him is he was just a really hard worker. He's now a nurse, I believe. I know he's in a medical profession of some kind. Um, and this was his comment. Since you all are excited to have more kids around, here is a link to help feed the ones that are already hungry. Let's see how, and then he sends the link, how much money your church buddies can raise and donate. Prove me wrong. Right. So there's this common challenge uh, accepted. Yeah. There's this con- like as if Christians aren't doing that already. Anyways, uh, there's this common argument out there that if you um, are pro-life, then you need to now bear the burden of supporting this child the rest of its life. Um, and I think that's a common misconception. I can fight for the value of human life and the desire for it not to be murdered because of what it has for uh, the 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 cause or the, not just the cause and effect, but just the, I guess, dis, dis, destruction that it has on the cultural psychology with of our nation as we begin to just make it normal. And just as you've seen uh, in America over the past, you know, 70 years, uh, what it's done to our culture that we are just mutilating babies in the womb and getting rid of them, right? As if it's if it's as if it's not human. Now, if it isn't a human, um, if it's not considered human life, uh, it I okay, I don't do whatever you want with your body. But if it is, if that is human life, then we need to protect it and honor it. Right? This is the only way human beings come into existence. It's through a woman's womb. That's important. Um, have you heard that argument, Drew? where you need to continue supporting these children. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. I think it's great. because it It's, it's truly, it, it just shows, I think the ignorance in general of, of just people really don't have any idea of what's going on. They, they really don't. People don't have any clue what's actually happening in the world. They don't know what are in these bills and these laws that get passed. Uh, they, they buy into the sensationalism real quick um, of social media has given everybody this, like this drug 
like craving and desire to post every thought that they ever have on every topic that they've never really cared about until they got onto social media. So mm. um, they don't, they don't have a clue. So they don't know what Christians have been doing. They we've, why are most hospitals named Saint blah, blah, blah of blah, blah, blah. Why are uh, most overseas uh, charities and, um, and uh, like adopt uh, sort of um, sponsor a child. All of those ministries are Christian ministries. Oh, yeah. They're there. You can, you can't throw a rock in America and not hit some sort of Christian ministry that is involved solely in helping those that are underprivileged. Um, Most, in fact, I'm, and I'm sure that there are some wonderful atheists and wonderful agnostics out there that really care about people, but I don't see the, the uh, same ratio of them founding organizations, nonprofits, so on and so forth that specifically call uh, or called to the type of ministry that the Christianity is really called into is is the the widows, orphans, the poor, the the uh, you know those that are less fortunate than you, and that's every person that is less fortunate than the person that is hearing yeah. that message. So it's Absolutely. everyone; it covers everything. So um, what a ridiculous notion! It's the same argument that you hear uh, when they say. Uh, well, I guess you'll be adopting soon. And I did a whole TikTok video about this. Some of you guys may have seen it, but um, I'm like, that. What a, <clears throat> what a ridiculous notion. Do you know that it's Christians that are adopting? Do you know that there are Christian organizations that their sole ministry purpose is to uh, help families financially and through the legal process of adoption? And those are Christian ministries that are often attached to churches. So the, the the idea that Christians aren't already doing all of this stuff yep. w- with the purpose of following the commandments of God, just so you don't know. You don't know. You admit that you don't know. Making a statement like that is a very ignorant statement, and it, it just shows that you don't know. So my natural inclination is going to be, if you don't know that, then you probably don't really know what Roe v. Wade was about and what it who it actually impacts and, and yeah. what— the reality of the bill is. So does that sound like, you know, are we in agreement? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that when, when people um, bring up the argument, like you need to, are, you're just going to stop caring about the fetus once it exits the womb. Well, that's because parents have a personal responsibility to take care of their children. And if you can't, there's a line of people ready to adopt and there needs to be reform within the American, the American or Western, I would say, uh, foster and adoption. Um, oh, it, it's a nightmare, uh, dude. It, oh, it, it is. It's um, nightmare. And so there needs to be reform there. And I, I would I would love to see the church in the pro-life, um, the pro-life movement, right? Members who fought so hard to end abortion, right, to, to have it. Uh, illegal and unthinkable to then start reforming the adoption and yeah. reforming the foster. Like let's, let's fight this battle. We fought abortion. Now let's move to the next one. We need to reform abortion or excuse me, adoption and foster um, um, organizations. It, it's, it's just the next step, right? We need to true religion is to provide for the orphan and the widow. Right. Right. Uh, so, and then I want to get to this next point. So another comment that was brought up, 
And this one kind of kind of hurts a little bit differently. So yeah, let me let me uh, before you get with that, Logan. Let's. Uh, I want to address a couple of comments that I see here on TikTok. Uh, Lily says we we also need to encourage our churches to offer more support and resources for parents, uh, and that's absolutely true as well. Uh, I agree. I know. I mean, really, that's how you pick your church, right? Like when you go to join with the local body of believers, you you want to join. You want to pick the church that does fulfill those values. So you want to join up and be in unity with a church that has a, a food pantry, or has uh, or or. Um, has an outreach ministry where they volunteer at a local shelter and do evangelism that way. Like there are, um, you, you know, it's it's not a good excuse for Christians to be like, well, I don't go to church because of uh, they don't ha- do this. Like, no, but churches do, and you need to find the ones that do and join and 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 join and grow in unity with those churches because that sounds yeah. like they're doing the work of God. Yeah, and. I mean, we could do a whole episode on like people not wanting to go to church because of some kind of church hurt or they don't like things that are done at that church. Like you, you go anyways, right? You, you do not forsake the assembly of your brethren. I I remember uh, telling uh, my wife's great grandmother before she died, she was telling me like, I haven't gone to church in 20 years because the church is just a bunch of greedy people. I was like, well, what did you do to make them less greedy? Oops, sorry. Were you there to mentor and guide them to be less greedy, especially those young women that were in that church. She kind of looked at me. She's like, well, pause. I guess you're right. Um, so this next, this next comment, uh, Lo, uh, she doesn't say Logan, but I lost a lot of respect for you today. My nephew has a rare genetic disorder called juvenile hunting's disease, hunting's disease. Uh, it's terminal. And my sister is pregnant again. And did a genetic test because it's been uh, hard watching my seven-year-old nephew lose his ability to do everything. Uh, Huntington's disease slows dis- uh, uh, slowly dis- uh, dis- uh, uh, distorts the brain or destroys the brain. Excuse me. Uh, she found out this baby also has uh, the disease and will now be forced to carry a baby who is terminal. We will have to reveal the horror of getting to know this child or relive, excuse me, the horror of getting to know this child just to watch him die. And for what dot, 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 dot. Um, that makes me why, angry, well, here's the thing. Why is a person's value dependent on their level of suffering or the lack thereof? Right. Well, I mean, I, I, it- I get, I get the emotion behind it. I get that. We don't want people to suffer. Right. But it's what, better to, what's exist. the better option to kill. I mean, killing them is really the better option. No. Like, not. like give them it no is- chance at all. Like not even a little bit. Like what if, what if the day, like what if 10 years down the road, a doctor by the grace of God is able to cure the same problem that you're putting your child to death for. And, th- and I'm sure medically that that has happened. I'm sure people have aborted their babies for things that we can now actually mm. do something about. I yeah. mean, what, when does it end? Yeah. When is it? Well, it's subjective, right? You what you suspect is going to be a, I mean, it might be terminal. It it destroys the brain, as she says. Okay, but it's better to exist and suffer than never to have existed at all. There's something beautiful in us coming into creation, being made, being known, being formed by God. 
getting to experience the beauty of his creation. And then regardless of how, how that, you know, life turns out, whatever, whatever circumstances you're faced with in this fallen sinful world, you still got to be a part of it, right? You're made in his image. And, and that one that shows that she doesn't really understand God, right? She doesn't trust him. And two, it shows that she doesn't understand who God is and how important it is for like he gave up his privacy for creation to come into existence, right? Yeah, From eternity enough. past, he was he was perfectly in harmony with himself and decided, I want to share my love with everything that I can and will create. And he did. And he didn't just like deism where he created it like the 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 watch, you know, the the first person to turn the watch or the clock and it begins and just walk away. Now he he's a part of it and he's personal and he builds a relationship with his creation. He's intimate with us. Um, so yes, it is better to live and suffer than to never exist at all. I just don't uh, understand. I'm one of the one of the ladies here said uh or God forbid someone prays and they come out normal, you know, I mean, yeah, they come out healthy. They, they're mm -hmm. born uh, completely healed of whatever ailment. I mean, we just end it just, and why? Because it's hard. Like yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, but when you start having children, you do run a risk. I mean, you, you, the life is not yours to give anyway. You run a risk that the child may be stillborn, uh, or that they die from something else a year, two years, 15 years later. Like I have four children. It's possible for the Lord to take them any day. And it, it didn't stop me from having children. A Amen. from what, like the, first of all, the experience that I get to have as a parent and I get to have an, in these relationships with my kids, but also the opportunities that they get to have in enjoying this world and in what I can give them. I mean, it really is something for a man and I'm sure most men will agree to be able to provide for your kids, to mm. be able to provide for a family. Like to me, there is no greater calling than to know that my children and my wife are, are taken care of. They have food on the table. They are, they're financially uh, stable and they can worship Jesus freely with less stress because I have been able to provide for them. Like that's, there's no greater honor than, than that as a man for, for me. So, yeah. So we, you know, I, I love Shelby. Uh, she, not my wife. This is a, a different Shelby. I actually, we were, right. we, we served as cadets uh, together at a military college. Mm. Um, she ended up getting into a serious accident, was paralyzed. Uh, and so she's, she's just strong. This is a strong woman. And, to see her kind of break down over the, the it, it's emotional, right? You see somebody and she even writes right after that dot, dot, dot. You ever had to watch a child lose their ability to do everything. He used to talk and run and play. He's in a wheelchair, slowly dying. And because of this law, I have to now watch another nephew slowly die. You should watch. Um, and then she sends a link. Um, it, mm. I get the emotion behind it. We want, we want our loved ones and even people we don't even know or care about to prosper and be healthy. And there's joy behind that. Right. But it does not mean we, one should not do evil that good may come from it. Right. We do not kill innocent life. 
before it even has a chance, right? When it's it's at its most vulnerable state, because we assume that it's going to be suffering. Um, so me and my wife last year went through two miscarriages, mm. right? And when we when you move the goalpost of life beginning at first breath or life beginning at um, whenever it's, uh, has an ability to ha- be a sentient being a viable, a viable, right. You're, you're, you're discrediting all those women that know they're pregnant, have this emotional attachment and then it's gone. Right. And they, they lose their child. Their, what was once there is not what was once there and alive is now gone. Right. Yeah. And I, I remember listening on the radio, this one pastor, he actually ended up walking away from the faith for a little while. So he, he has his daughter. She's born. And two minutes after her birth, she dies. Mm. And he, he didn't know how to deal with that. He got to experience her, touch her, hold her. And then just randomly, they have no explanation why the baby dies. And so it take, takes him about a year. And he's finally praying and asking God, why would you let her come into my life for just two minutes? Like how, how sick is that? Right. That's mm. what he's saying. How, how harsh are, are you of a God to allow that to happen, to tease me? And he said, God softened his heart and spoke to him and said, I didn't create her for two minutes. I created her for eternity. Mm-hmm. You had the privilege and the mercy to experience and enjoy her for two minutes. And he just broke down in that moment and said, like, he, he should be saying thank you versus being angry. And it, it, ever since that moment, I realized that we're not created for this world. This is not our home, right? This is a portion of our eternity that we will one day experience in the presence of a holy and righteous, loving God. I hope we never well, thanks forget. thanks for making me cry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I saw your eyes starting to water. I was Woo. like, it's got to be allergies. This yeah. man, chief, don't cry. Chief, don't cry. Bro. Chief, Chief cries a lot. <laughs> the older I get, man, the more that I cry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Geez. That's a, that's a, that's a very humbling story to, to think that like God did create her for an eternity and it's just for, and you are so blessed to be able to just have the, the two minutes, you know, like, Ooh, God is good, man. And I don't, you know, I, that's how does anyone, how can anyone go through something like that and not have hope? Like, uh, big tattooed softy things. Thanks, man. <laughs> I love how you posted uh, it. <laughs> um, I, I just don't, I, I, I implore anybody listening. Look, if, if you have that emptiness in your life and you don't have hope, you don't have assurance of anything and purpose and, I mean, turn, turn to Jesus, know your God. He Mm. loves you, all of his creation. He loves it all glorifies him. Turn to him, trust in him, know him. You can know the God of the universe. I mean, just, it's not worth, it's not worth it. It, Life is so, it's so precious and we are not given very much of it, even on this earth. Um, so man, it's just, uh, yeah, it's hard, dude. Yeah. All right. So the next comment, and this is the, the top three. Uh, so this one's from Nicole. Um, Nicole, from what I remember, like 
she's just a fun person to be around. We went to high school together in California and uh, mm. uh, she was just a good friend to have at a time in my life where I was really lost and just um, things were really rough at home. Yeah. She said, I'm sorry. So you're celebrating giving the right to women to abort a baby they could potentially die from. How many times has that come up today since I've been on TikTok? Well, yeah, that's a, a very common one as well. Yeah, right. The misconception of what an abortion is versus what a medical procedure is, right? And they oftentimes right. try to like, you know, fit, like blur that line. They well, could, you know, another. Those. Can I jump in yeah. real quick on this one too? Because this kind of goes along with uh, another lie that is going around and that people are believing is that women that have these. Uh, ectopic pregnancies and, and such, those are, they, they're not going to go to jail and be criminalized. It is not against the law for your body to naturally do something. That's yeah. all part of the creative creation process. Sometimes those things happen. The abortions that are illegal, especially in like the state of Missouri are the ones where the mother just does not want to carry the child. The other, the ones where, when it comes to threatening the life of a mother, those are, those, there's, those are what they call exemptions in the law. Those are exemptions. They, they're, they're covered by medical necessity versus uh, necessity of convenience. That's yeah. the biggest difference. Yeah. Right. So the baby, the same way you don't have the right to aggress upon the baby, Right. The, the baby doesn't have a right to aggress upon you, right? So if it's causing you to lose your life, the mother then does, I, I would say she has a choice. You want to take she has a choice. Term. She truly you does. Take it to term and let's go for it. Um, if it was my wife and she says, I'm keeping it. And if I die, then I die. Then I'm going to hold my wife's hand. And I'm telling her, okay, you know, let's, let's, let's walk by faith. Um, yeah. But if she chooses, then, Absolutely. It makes sense. That baby doesn't have a right to aggress upon the mother the same way we don't get a right to aggress upon the baby. That's right. Um, because they are both lives and they're both they're both valuable. viable and they have value. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so she continues, they could lose their life and not be able to support their other children or worse. You are supporting women rape victims from being able to ab abort a baby that was wrongfully put in them. All right. So here's the thing with that. Your conception, right? The circumstances surrounding your conception does not define you as a person. It does not define your worth, right? When people use that line of argument, you're saying people who are conceived by rape are less than human. They're less right. than less worthy. valuable. They're yeah. less valuable. These are real people walking around, right? And they have to struggle. This is my aunt, actually. And I mean, she's... She's been on ever since she found out she was a product of rape. She has been on a downward spiral in a lot of ways. Um, and but her life is still valuable. She's a wonderful human being. She's alive because of it. It just, it's not her fault. Society, because of the disdain. And believe me, there is. And yes, it's a nothing, tragic thing. There should be accountability. It's a horrible for thing. That yeah. man should be castrated publicly. Yeah, no, one, no one is disagreeing. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody thinks that, that that's okay. Nobody wants to see. So uh, when we stopped having godly men 
stand for godly things, right? When men started just ignoring the problem or, hey, man, what you're doing, like locker room talk, right? Or like things in the sports realm, like in the locker room, like, hey, man, what, how you're, how you're describing that, what you're saying, it's kind of rapey, man. Like, let's not, let's not talk about women that way. Let's, we, we correct them. We correct the behavior and we, and we stand up for what's right and what's righteous. And when men stop doing that, people just kind of begin to fade into their own natural behaviors. Like uh, people are wicked, right? And it takes good men to correct wicked men. It does. Um, And the problem with in our society, the problem is that we have become so individualized you know, oh, stay okay. out of everybody else's business. Don't tell yes, me none. what to do. We don't live I, by community anymore. I, I 100% agree. Like if we here in America, if we were more collectivist in how we, I guess, faced the behaviors of others, right? Instead of just like, ah, it's none of my business, right? What is it your business? Well, you're a part of my community. That's why it's my business. My local community, my my regional community, my my state community, my nation, Right. And I think Riss is right. We need to punish crimes more severely. Right. Sexual assault, sexual assault should assault should be the death penalty. You have no right to your life anymore. You have forfeited that. Mm. Now, the problem with that is it becomes, you know, then you you go into definitions. What is Mm. sexual assault? And then they're going to minimize it in some way. Well, then you got to understand, like, is is this person telling the truth? Is it a mis? Like, was it a misunderstanding? Like, I'm right. a, I don't want to get into all that in this. Um, yeah, there's just like, a lot of nuance to it. There, there is, just truly there? is. There's a lot of things aren't always just as black as white. We, we, we would like how we would like them to be. Right. Um, but yeah, so rape victims. Yes, it is. It is a tragedy. We we should never. Carrie, your mic isn't on. Can you hear me? I mean, I'm hearing you through the computer. OK, my mic's on then. So I guess they can't hear me. Well, okay. how could we have gone this long, 30 minutes into a podcast live on TikTok and, and just now? <laughs> hey, okay. They, yeah, they can. I guess it's the oh, Knox. Okay. It's his. All right. So, um, yeah. So, yes, it is a tragedy, yeah. but the, the child should not be held responsible for the sins of the father. If Let the baby live and then give it up for adoption. I I know yeah. pregnancy is hard. It's a lot of stress on the body, but you as a woman, even though it was a tragic situation, get to still bring that life into existence. Um, and you get to nurture it through that process. And then and you can talking, graciously hand it over. I hate to say it this way. I hate to say that we're talking about like a small percentage because every, all, all of the essays, all of that exactly, you know, like it, they're, they're evil and vile and uh, terrible. Um, but those, sp- even those specific cases don't make up the majority of why women go and get an abortion. Right. All right. So if we were to just have a conversation solely about victims, we could maybe find more of a common ground of agreement, but that isn't the issue. And that really, is, again, the majority of abortions being performed are not. Uh, on victims per se, it's, it does happen to come out of convenience. Absolutely. Uh, she continues. So 
Uh, you're supporting women rape victims from being able to abort a baby that was wrongfully put in them. You are supporting another baby being put in this world that is going to go through hell. You want to stand by the Bible, then let's see below. And then she lists Bible verses that are oh, greatly taken those out are, of context. Those are, let's talk. Can, <laughs> men, what are they? I want to hear. Men, what all right. Are. I'll go through. <laughs> men should have no say in a women's rights. Really? So. Uh, never mind. I'm not. Well, what is a vote. what is a man or a woman anyway anymore? Right. So yeah. who cares? You know, you can't even define what a man or a woman is. Uh, because if it's the case, we could. It, because if it's that, if that's the case, we could easily solve this. Boys between the age of ten to twelve years old get a snip snip and can then get it reversed. Uh, when they pass a financial stability and mental stability test to be able to care for that child. What are your feelings on this uh, that's mandatory the most insane, vasectomy? That's the most insane. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. I don't uh, no. even, What do you even say to that? <laughs> that's lunacy. That is. So the response to I don't rape, even <laughs> the response to rape is to give people vasectomies, which now they can just rape without any of the consequence of bringing a human being into existence or well, first of all, okay so uh vasectomies are not that easily reversible and it, it actually becomes more and more complications uh and so the idea of mass vasectomizing 10 10 to 16 year old kids to to know what the consequences of that would be i mean we're already uh, mutilating everybody else's genitals uh, in trans in trans insanity so why would that be better why why would that be better i don't understand it's called eugenics it's absolutely called eugenics it doesn't make sense to me um and nicole i i'm gonna send this episode to all three of these individuals and understand that i i love you guys i just i i need you to understand one thing if that is a human being inside of the body right inside of that woman, if that is a human being, that it has the same rights you do. Because if we change the position of the life not being a life at conception to anything else, right, it becomes arbitrary, it becomes subjective. And then we get to decide when that life has value based on a certain size, based on a certain age, right? And then society begins to distort that perspective and it becomes based on, oh, I don't know, their color of their skin, right? Or how much money they bring in, or maybe their height or their abilities, right? Or, and maybe if they're not able-bodied, maybe we should get rid of them because they're suffering because they're not like everyone else. That is a horrible way to think of the Imago Dei, right? These are human beings. And by the standard by which they are uh, modeled off of, right? After they're modeled after God. Therefore, that standard is what gives them value. Thank God, it is not me that gives me value, right? right? It is God who gave me value. He made me and separated me from everything else in creation and made me in his image. And we thank God we have, we still live in a country that, that also acknowledges that, that, that our life is valuable. And uh, as of right now, they still stand for, look, Nobody has a right to take the life of anybody else. That's just really what it boils down to. No one has a right to do that. Absolutely. Um, You know, you have a a right to a lot of different things, but you do not have a right to take the life of someone else. Hey, Wade, like, I love you, man. Um, But if 
if we can't be cordial, I like you can just you can just go, bro. Uh, every, like the whole Calvinist teach a false gospel thing, man. I'm just I, where is that? Somebody he no he 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 did a video. I just I, did it just come. All right, out so yeah. Uh, well, no, 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 he didn't put it in here. Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> I just I like, what it, are we talking? We're talking about that, this now. Huh? That that video irked me so bad, man. Um, yeah, like, and it just shows a lack of uh, understanding. All right, so here's the Bible verses. You ready? This this is what yeah. Let's hear. Let's hear what they say. Life begins at birth with first breath. Genesis two seven. Oh Lord. Okay, we've already, well. Let's debunk it. So uh, again, we've and we've talked about this before. The the creation of the first man with God breathing into him is not the same as the creation of two created beings, creating another being. God made man out of dirt. All right. He made woman out of man's rib. Uh, He breathed into Adam. That's it. That is not a all encompassing rule for everybody out there uh, that life begins at first breath. There is oxygen in, in our blood. We know that through science, you are breathing, you have fully functioning lungs while you are in the womb, and your body is receiving oxygen. So it is absolutely not first breath. It's a ridiculous notion. Uh, well, it's a false just, equivalency, right? It's a false equivalency. You can't you. I'm not the into cre- the fancy words. <laughs> you can't compare the creation of a man from dirt to a man that is born through reproductive processes. And uh, so, Wade, I called you out publicly, and if... Uh, if I was wrong, like you said, like I never said that, then uh, I want to publicly apologize, man. Uh, Calvinism is not even a gospel; it's a false system of theology. All the see, never mind. Take it all back. All right, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna can move. Just, there we go. Mute him from the line. Yeah, uh, fetuses are he. He's a grown man. I think he knows to just go. Uh, fetuses are not persons. Exodus uh, 21, uh, 22 through 25. Fetuses should be aborted as proof of adultery. Numbers five eleven. Oh, my favorite. Oh one. man, the, the new and, one. That's the twenty twenty two one. That, that's the twenty twenty two version. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, numbers uh, is a test. Numbers is a test for adultery, uh, uh, infidelity, and uh, it results in a curse. So yeah. the women, the women that uh, did lie and committed adultery, and then uh, drink this concoction, sort of that their womb. Uh, dries up. So yeah, it has nothing to do with abortion. Keep going. But you know, it does have to do with being a whore. So don't be a whore. You want to look up Exodus 21, 22 through 25 to see what she's talking about. Fetuses are not persons. Exodus 21, 22 yeah. through 25. Yeah. And this will be fun. Life is not sacred. According to Deuteronomy 28, 18 through 24. Boy, it's a bunch of old Testament verses. God will rip open pregnant mothers to be second Kings eight twelve. You know, so with second Kings, uh, you saw John, the messengers, uh, video oh, yeah. About, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and somebody said, sick the bears on me. <laughs> That's the- right. Because he's bald. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Exodus 21, 21 through 25. You said, yeah. Uh, 21, 22 through 25, 22. When men strive together and hit a pregnant woman so that her children come out but there is no harm. The one who hit her shall surely be fined as the woman's husband shall impose on him and he shall pay as the judge determines. But if there is harm, 
then you shall pay life for life, eye for eye. Well, just that right there proves life is life because it just says if they hit the life, if they hit the womb and the baby comes out, they pay life for life. Well, there's completely just blew your argument. I haven't finished the rest of the verse. Uh, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, uh, burn for burn, wound for wound, strike for stripe. Uh, yeah, that that has to do with if you are assaulted and you and the baby is lost due to being assaulted you it's a life for a life like that's literally that absolutely <laughs> that all right next this proves the point uh she says life is not sacred and then uses deuteronomy 28 18 through 24 uh, 28 18 through 24 life is not rip open pregnant mothers to be israel israel like king uh ripped open pregnant women second kings 15 16 Manahem, 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 the master of mayhem. All right, 28, 18 through 24. Um, I, I got to get you Bible tabs. Stop it. <laughs> I have Bible tabs. I love my tabs. I'm feeling like such an old man. I'm like, let me put on my glasses so I can read this. I should be, I should actually be wearing my glasses. Uh, cursed shall be the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground, the increase of your herds and the young of your flock. Cursed shall be, cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will send on uh, you curses, confusion, and frustration in all that you undertake to do until you are destroyed and perish quickly on account of the evil of your deeds. Because you have forsaken me, the Lord will make the pestilence stick to you until he has consumed you off the land where you're entering to take possession of it. So it's, it's, if her argument is that all life is not, is sacred, this is, it's, it is giving a, uh, it is giving a warning for sin and evil, uh, a warning against sin and evil. I'm not sure where the sacredness of life is, but uh, all life is sacred in the sense that it isn't ours to take. I don't know why all life being like that's so well. So I, I guess I would push back on that and ask like, okay, well, what life isn't sacred? I disagree. I would think I believe that all life is sacred. So tell me what life isn't sacred and put it on to them to make the comments. Cause that's, I mean, I don't think anybody would try to defend that all life isn't sacred unless they're a lunatic, yeah. which a lot of these people are. So possibly they will. You, you lose right to your, your your safety and your value to live when you kind of interrupt the bubble of another individual yeah. right when you pop their bubble meaning you assault them attack them you then have to pay for that right steven brings up a really great point man so speaking specifically about the verse about the um man striking a woman and having her lose the baby that's actually an indictment against abortion doctors so you could even you would be like actually that's that's against abortion doctors they would be held to a life for a life standard so maybe we should kill abortion doctors then what kind of desensitization has to occur for somebody to perform abortions i think it's demonic dude completely demonically you, you, you don't influenced. think it's just a natural cultural desensitization you think it's i think absolutely, it's i i don't doesn't i don't think it's overt. no like i don't think it's overt but i mean it could be just demonic in the sense of like it's a blood sacrifice you know it's like it's it's uh it's 
It is Satan wreaking havoc and mocking God. So these are instances of, of Satan saying, look, look at what they do. Look mm. at what they do. You created them and look at what they do. They rip mm. each other out of their wombs uh, and they, 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 ca- they care very little for it. Uh, you don't have to worship Satan. You don't have to openly worship Satan to worship Satan. You are, you know, you are uh, following, you are following the Lord of the earth. Right. Right. I mean, that's yeah. well, the, if the you, prince of the earth or whatever the Bible calls him. Yeah. Without worshiping God or having reverence for him, you're of your father, the devil. Yes. Right? So you quite literally are his minion. Um, yeah. And, and they won't be happy in heaven. They, uh, the idea of spending an eternity worshiping God is, sounds like hell to them. So uh, they won't be happy there. So don't feel sorry for them. They, they don't want to go to heaven. They don't. They'll mock God all the way down to hell. They will mock him after he judges them. He, they will mock him until he destroys them. Yeah. So, so our, so I, 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 and I've said it a few times on this podcast where I just one day just in, in, I, and I want to say in the maturity, uh, in the maturity of my, I, I guess my walk with, uh, with God, I just kind of accepted the fact that if I ever do go to hell, I'm going to be the one weeping not the one gnashing my teeth. And R.C. Sproul did an mm. amazing sermon on that. And it kind of just affirmed my thought process because people around me were telling me, it's kind of weird that you're just so okay with that. It's mm. Because I understand that I was, I'm, I'm wicked and I'm deserving of it. Um, but he says, he's like, if I go to hell, there's going to be two types of people, Christ says. One, those that are weeping and those that are, that are gnashing their teeth. And mm. You quite, as you just described, there's going to be people that are going to look up or look towards where God is and say, how dare you send me here? Who do you think you are? And continue in their, Mm. continue in their uh, rebellion against him for all eternity. It doesn't stop just because you died, right? You're still you. You're still the same person. Um, The only difference is, is those who find you know, life in Christ will have everlasting life where they're quite literally given uh, a new regenerated body, right? Or uh, you will be resurrected with a new body. Uh, millions were deceived by the, an idea eloquently spoken by an evil, corrupted character in Hitler who was half Jewish. Yeah, I mean, there are many antichrists. Many will come after Jesus and uh, proclaim that they have the truth, that they have the, the, the key to eternal life, the key to salvation. You know, um, uh, I know Hitler used uh, very much used the Jewish people, like the idea that uh, that Jesus was a Jew and that the Jewish people, uh, you know, called for his death. Uh, he used that against, you know, on his own people towards the Jewish people. You know, people like to make the argument that Hitler was a Christian. That is the most ridiculous argument in on the planet. <laughs> it is yeah. by his actions alone. There is nothing biblical by he may have believed he could have believed he was the Easter Bunny. It doesn't make him one. So uh, the the idea that Hitler was himself a Christian or Catholic Look, guys, that just shows you what you really either know or don't know about religion. Uh, Christianity is not a it's not a lifestyle choice. 
All right. Who would choose this? Who would choose a life that you have to deprive your body from all of the fun things? <laughs> and I don't mean like, I mean, like all of the fleshly fun things, right? Like the things your flesh desires. Yeah. yeah. Like who doesn't want to go whore around and do all of that? Like it sounds, it's the flesh thinks that's great. And yeah. the flesh, that's the flesh's reward. Yeah. C.S. Lewis said, uh, uh, sin is like a child playing in mud not knowing what a vacation at the sea would be like. Yeah, for sure. Right? We don't know what it'd be like to just walk in righteousness with Christ, but we really want to play in that mud. We really like playing in that mud. Um, So I, I do want to say something, because I do plan to send this to uh, these friends of mine. I do consider you guys friends, Eddie, Shelby, Nicole. Um, and I don't want to continue with these uh, verses, Nicole, not because there's anything valid in them. It's because... They're just, you just I don't know Jesus. You. you need to know. I'm sorry, but like you, you don't know Jesus. If you think those Bible verses and I, I'm saying this, Logan isn't asking me to say this. So uh, let's, let's just be real here. Like you, let's not use, let's not even try to make excuses for killing, uh, taking the life of someone else. It's just not. Yeah. There's context matters, right? And Eddie even replies to her comment says the Bible says some, crazy stuff but christian nationalists will cherry pick it to fit their ideas and opinions they do do that christians Absolutely. do do cherry pick I'll give you that eddie and that's wrong yeah right? that's not uh, how you read scripture i think the um, assumption is that you're a christian nationalist though i think that was more <laughs> so, nah. uh, burn yeah i don't know if that like that actually hurts my feelings like i i don't i'm not a a Christian nationalist. I don't think I'd be hanging out with Logan if he was. Now you may see this and be like, "Oh, he's a nat." No, this is from my retirement. I served the country. And that's it. I gave twenty years. I got a flag. You know, that's cool. Um, but uh, that's about as far as my nationalism goes. My yeah. my loyalty and allegiance is to Christ alone. Yeah, but and like Alexis in Beach says in one of her videos I saw recently, she said, uh, uh, "There's a lot of fear mongering going on." So to Shelby, Nicole, and Eddie, I, I ask you to just like, I know, I know we're having fun in this conversation and it seems like I'm attacking you guys, but I promise that it's not my heart. I, I, I truly hope you guys come to see that there is, there's truth behind the value of human beings. And I know you know that because you feel the pain when you see a child suffering, as Shelby points out, or when you feel that your rights are being taken away, as Eddie points out, right? or the, the different circumstances people go through, as Nicole points out, there's value in human life, but it has to be extended at conception. Because if we start to distort and play with that and move the goalpost, and it de it's dependent on when we decide life begins, we begin to start the Nazi regime all over again, right? I know that looks like a man, but it's not a man, it's a Jew, and they're actually demons. That's, that's what they believed. Right. Or I know that looks like a man, but it's not a man. It's a black man. He's actually property. He's actually worth three fifths of what a white man is worth. That's garbage. That's not what we do to human beings. All I have value. All, every single. Yeah, I, I, I say everything in creation has value. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um. So Eddie, Nicole, Shelby, I love you guys. I hope I truly hope that uh you come to just see the pro-life argument for what it is. It's not an attack on women's rights. It's not an attack on 
making people live in suffering. It is to show the value of human life and uphold it for what it really is, that we are made in the image of God. And that needs to be honored. I can hear your cat purring. It's like the moment we do a podcast. Can you really? Wants, yes. It Dude, just that's wants hilarious. To, How do you get out of here? Why doesn't your cat have fur? No, that one does. I have that one, one that has fur. I have three that don't. That's hilarious. I'm sorry. Uh, I will make sure. No, that's good. The, uh, that was awesome. Yeah, and let's go back to let's let's go back to what Riss is saying here. The reversal of Roe v. Wade gives rights back to the states, back to the voters. Uh, I pray when it comes to voting, people vote for life, and that mm-hmm. now is up to it is. It's back to the states. So wherever you live, um, vote uh, in accordance with what you want, and uh, if you know you ultimately you're going to get what you want, and uh, you get what you vote for, I guess. So. Uh, and if it, if it doesn't work out and you don't like the state that you're in, go move to another state. Uh, this this will be very interesting, I think, to see, uh, to make some comparisons in 10 years in some of these states. Yeah, right. How much of it is dependent on uh, uh, the state, right? Like actual like yeah. welfare and the state provides care um, and how much power the state begins to... I think we really should give states more power and see let's see how that all turns out yeah absolutely and let people move to where still allow them to move freely i mean some of those states eventually they're not going to let you move freely i think that's the problem with it is you you keep going down that road you start giving more you taking more and more control over the people then you start finding them for wanting to move or finding them for ooh thinking about moving or you know having second property you get taxed mm. higher i mean it's it's crazy man it the 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 lengths in which the government will go to uh, to to keep control uh, once you give it over um and that's what a lot of these blue states are doing um i'm not hey look i'm not for big government either i i would like to see less government involvement in everyday's everyday people's lives i think yeah. people should be free to make their own decisions uh, and should be protected by the government when it comes to somebody's trying to steal my property, someone's trying to steal my life. Then you have laws in place to protect the people. But uh, it is not a right to take the life of someone else. It's just not. It's not a right. Now, you can debate about whether it's legal or not in your state, but federally, they're not going to acknowledge that the Constitution upholds that right. Yeah, absolutely. Um. I forgot what I was going to say. Darn. Well, we can uh, we we gave a good hour to the topic. Is there anything else you'd like to? How let's talk about like just how the week's been, man. Like, uh, what's been going on? Oh, so I lost a really big roof sale, um, mm. and it kind of hurt. Like, uh, Godzilla, what's up? Um, it would have been like a $15,000 commission. It was a $74,000 roof. It's a $3 million home that I was going to be working on. Uh, and I just got in my feelings about it. Right. Cause the customer went for whatever reason with a different roofing company. And mm. I, I was like, wow, am I not good enough? <laughs> I took it personal. I was like, what did I, what did I do wrong? Um, mm. I do want to, I, I probably will text the, the homeowner be like, Hey, is there anything I can do better that would persuade, you know, just, just yeah, in the sure. future, I'd like to grow from this, from this event. Um, is the, clearly... uh, 
the company that took it over, are they like a bigger, more commercial company or what? I don't know what they did, mm. but they got the roof approved when I couldn't somehow. I did everything I know how to do. Mm, yeah, um, see, that's where you're shady business, right? Yeah, I, I've seen the state or the like insurance agents and roofing companies do some some weird things. But uh, they kind of told the homeowner, you have to go with us because we got it approved. Oh. And that that doesn't hold up at court. And I kept telling the homeowner, like, you don't have to go with them. They're like, well, we don't want to, but they're saying we have to. Um, so whatever. Uh they win, I lose. But hey, I get a hundred percent of the roofs that I'm supposed to get, and my God is faithful, and he, that's right. He provides me with what I need, not with what I want. So, yeah, it is. no, it's very true. Uh, it's it's hard to sometimes, you know, it, it's hard to separate in our minds when it comes to you know money. It does make the world go round. You know, the, it, you need it to live, um, but. Quite frankly, I think, you know, if I can at least speak about my own life is I I could live on much less and still be comfortable. And, you know, God is God is good and blessed us far beyond what we deserve, even with what we have right now. So, um, you know, that's sometimes that happens, man. Like the, I, I got hit with some taxes after my business closed after when COVID hit. Uh, I had to close down my comic book um, shop and uh, I got hit with a bunch of fines and stuff and, and extra taxes. And, and I'm still kind of dealing with it a little bit, but it's, it's way less than it was. Uh, I have some debt that I'm having to make up now. And it's like, you know, I could be in my, I could be in my head about it all the time. I could be like real bummed and be like, Oh Lord, you know, I made all these dumb decisions or whatever that led up to this. But yeah. ultimately I'm like, but you know what? Like God is covering all of that. And I, we've never, I've been married for 20 coming up on 21 years. We have never been without, and we have had really tough financial times. Like we've, I've had moments where I'm like, I don't know how we're going to like pay for this thing. Like this thing that we have to do. Like there have been moments in my life and, and just a, a family member, a friend, something happens and something works out and God is every single time he's taking care of. It. And, uh, you know, yeah. and I, it's, it, I'm not wealthy. I'm, I'm not, I don't have a lot. Like, cause uh, he's a good father. He is. Right? He's a good father. He's right. absolutely you who are worldly can, if you can give good, you know, gifts to your kids, imagine how much greater a gift your Bro, father in heaven is going to give. I you. love dude. Like, I don't even, I don't know if it's something that like all adults are like, but I love giving, like when I can help my kids, like, especially my adult son that's married, I love when I can help him. Like I, when I can financially help him, when I can offer financial help, like uh, I love being able to pay for meals and, and take care of him. Even after he's moved, you know, he's gotten married and moved out. Like, I love that. Like, there is nothing like it as a dad to just provide for your kids, even into their adulthood. And I never want him to think that, like, I don't know if he'll ever watch this, but I never want him to think that, like, I, I'm secretly mad and angry and just stingy with my money. Like, no, it's it's a joy to do that because God has mm. blessed me. Uh, I I want to provide for my family, even as adults. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to go on that line. Right. No, no, no. Joe C. Hall did a live talking about that same thing about all the money he's putting into retirement and focusing on retirement when there's certain times in your child's life where 
you want to help them get that startup going, you know, and you have the money to help them pursue their dreams. And they're like, Hey, I like, dad, I want to open up a comic book shop. Right. Well, Hey, here's, here's some money for a startup here. Let me see your plan. Let's put a plan together. Yeah. I want, I once owned a comic book shop. So I'm going to tell you how, what right. to do, what not to do. Well, what's you know? cool is he's doing a podcast right now. He, he and his real good friend has started and I've been able to, uh, with my experience with podcasting, um, I not only can edit his shows for him, which I've offered to do, I'll just edit his stuff. But, uh, I also created an intro for him, like an intro, uh, like sound clip introducing his show. And it was just fun. Cause it's like, I providing like, this is knowledge that I have. Mm. Not everybody has it, but it's a skill that I got. So why not provide that? I, I, I do voiceover stuff. Like I'll do voiceovers for free for like, for, basically anybody i i just like giving dibs. like if i have a talent what can i do to give you guys you know dibs you said it i'm just gonna do a video of me walking and you're gonna just like oh yeah send it to me i'll over. do it <laughs> yeah. and logan's thinking one man one man to rule them all <laughs> one man to rule them all steve mccoy one. he he said uh how do you feel about moon knight and ms marvel i haven't finished moon knight i've only watched the first three episodes or first two uh, I still need to finish it. Ms. Marvel, I haven't watched any of it yet. so I cannot watch that with my daughter around. It scared the life out of her when his eyes just like, and oh, I, I bet. Just like freaked. And I was like, okay, we're going to turn this off. Uh, but she loved, for some reason, um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse. She, she ate Really? That's yeah, pretty dark. The, my my yeah. daughter thought it had some moments of dark, but she kind of enjoyed it too. She seemed yeah. to like it. it was, she just loves like, I guess like I was like, let's watch the superheroes. And she's like, is that bad guys? Is that bad guys? And I was like, yeah, these are bad. These are good. And she's like, okay. That's That's true. They are. But like, I've given up the idea of like, there's a Muslim agenda. I used to think that like, even as a Christian, I was like, oh, there's a Muslim agenda. They're all trying to come in and take, I don't, I don't know that I feel the same way anymore. Mm. I feel like a lot of that was indoctrination from the military for me. Yep. Um, But you know, I don't know. I could be wrong, but like, you know, like the scare tactics when there was like a beheading in like New York or something and everybody was freaking out. They're like, see, all the brown people are coming. They're it's like, no, dude, like it's OK. Like not yeah. everybody's like that. You don't have to yep. go after and there's them. extremists in every organization. Yeah. Right. Um, my wife and I've been watching Lost, man. Have you ever watched Lost before? We're watching it second time through. Uh, we I actually haven't. Um ever no, watched it i heard it's, it's good really good show. It it's is. got it's... a lot of cliffhangers and twists and yeah and dude it's so good portions yeah it's been like a decade since i've watched it when it first came out so uh i feel like i'm still kind of watching it all over again um but uh that that's our one that's our go-to do you guys do you and your wife have a go-to tv show we have a three-year-old yeah, I know. I remember <laughs> like you're, you're retired. Lying. I know you're no, you're not lying. I remember saying to my wife when we when we had when my oldest son was one or two, and I was like, I looked at my wife, I said, Babe, we're never gonna watch a movie again. Like we're <laughs> yeah. just never gonna be able to watch a movie again. My, my my wife's actually watching this episode, and I was like nervous, like thinking about hey! like, oh, she's actually watching one. And uh, she's like waiting for me to come out there so we can watch a movie and eat some popcorn. So it's oh, well, a good time tonight. We can go anytime, brother. We don't have to do the whole two hours. We're all uh, good. I mean, I mean, we have we covered everything. Why don't we? Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I don't. I don't want to leave you guys. Why don't we open? It I up love for her. Questions. Let's open it yeah. up for some questions. If we actually really anything for us, we 
we really got to do that more often. Open it yeah, up I think maybe at the end of each show, we could try to, if there's anybody live, we can open up for questions. You know, it can be theological, doctrine, uh, personal. I mean, up to a point, obviously. But uh, if you guys have did, anything on TikTok for us or anything on the YouTubes. Did uh, we end episode eight with the gospel? We did. It was me. Okay. That's probably yeah, why that's... you don't remember. You're so selfish. <laughs> <laughs> did we did we really do it i mean if i didn't do it did it really happen if it wasn't in the kjv hey, you only, and your 82 pennies man 82, 82 pennies, pennies. <laughs> tn has a question go for it tn we, we are we are listening we are uh excited for it what you got you guys drop your questions uh on either the youtubes uh. or the uh ticky tacks well, here's a question. Well, Galactic. What's your question? What's God your question? is good. Is is good God? God is good. Good God. Yeah, is good he's good God. Stand, yeah, he's the standard of good. Yeah, it's true. And God is love. Good is love. Is, the standard of love is God. God is love. Love is God. But it's the standard. Absolutely, I like that. Good answer. Good answer, me. <laughs> <laughs> Eighty-two pennies. Uh, <laughs> can Logan catch up on his TikTok mail? Dude, you're so right. I'm so sorry. I pu publicly called me out too. I love it. Oh I, man, what is I, this? What you is TikTok deserve, mail? You deserve a public apology for sure. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm just, I get comments or I get direct messages just constantly. And a lot of them are like the say hi stuff and it gets yeah. lost as... Cause I try to follow people back as much as possible. Sure, um, sure. And so I'll have like people comment something or send me a message that, you know, might be important. Like I had one time this person was like, Hey, I'm thinking about killing myself. Completely oh. missed that. Cause it was just like 30 people of like, say hi. His name was to... 82 pennies. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Poor Sam. What's the topic this live? Uh, Roe v. Wade. We just finished it. Um, now we're oh, yeah. opening it up for, uh, question yeah we uh we talked to roe v. we actually talked quite a bit we i i would say not only just the roe v wade scotus decision but actually answering some of the objective uh objections that people have had uh in regard yeah. to the decision being made because uh we you know a lot of people are being are it's it's a it's a hot topic right now a lot of people are talking about it so um we need to address it and we need to address it in truth all right. Let's uh, see. So I, the the uh, question where it says, uh, is Jesus pro-life or pro-choice? I'm going to answer after you do. But what do you what do you got? Oh, no, I was just reading. I was uh, I was reading his thing, too. Sorry. Is Jesus pro-life or pro-choice? He's pro-Jesus. He is. Right? He's pro himself. He's pro-Jesus. Right. And his standard of for what he has declared for his kingdom this is his kingdom yes it is he absolutely he's pro he's pro himself god is god sits on his throne and does what he wants it's one of my favorite verses in the bible whenever i'm feeling a little too big for my britches i remember that <laughs> god sits on his throne and he does what he wants Stephen McCoy, you guys know where Kansas is leaning. Uh, yeah, actually, Kansas is still uh, pro-abortion, so which is crazy because Kansas and Missouri both share Kansas City. 
So Kansas City, Missouri and Kansas City, Kansas are the same city, right? It's a shared city. But we are, I'm like, I'm like 25 minutes off from Kansas. So really people that are in my area would, you know, if they want to unalive their children, they can go right across the border uh, to Kansas and do that. Hold on. I'm trying to catch up on this. Oh, okay, good. I was like, why is he quiet? Dude, you were so, you were so still. I thought you froze. I was like looking. <laughs> I'm like, I, I could look back on this and be like, oh yeah, I was really trying to figure it out. <laughs> because I'm dyslexic, Drew. And if I don't slow down and read it appropriately, yeah, sure. I'm going to say something instead of pennies. pennies. Yeah. Instead of saying 82 pennies. 82 penises. <laughs> That's the joke. If you guys weren't in our TikTok live, so you're podcast listeners, so you guys Why? weren't there in the live earlier. Me, but you got to make me relive it. Well, no, because we keep quoting it, so people aren't going to understand. So you can actually watch the clip on the Doctrines of Rad uh, TikTok page. Uh, I posted it, but we were in this live chat, me, uh, Logan, and Pastor Slater. And a, a user named 82 Pennies came in, and Logan just ADHD completely forgets what we're talking about and is like, 82 penny penises just entered the chat and it's like bro like what and then josh was like it's pennies not penises and then there was a whole thing after but that was the joke uh so zilla she said so, <laughs> uh zilla said do you think the overturning will save any lives yes the the goal and our fight isn't over right the goal is to make abortions illegal and unthinkable right so we need to begin to have conversations with people and have them change their heart with like look this is a human life right um now i do think there's going to be severe civil unrest right there there's this whole women's choice movement happening the july 3rd through the 5th where they're just going to protest and not buy anything or do anything um or go to work and it's just going to be like a I a halt. Uh, I don't think that's going to be organized very well, but who, I mean, we'll see. Um, yeah. I mean, organized honestly, wickedness, I guess. I don't think people quite frankly are that invested. I think they're more, it's a social media thing. I think that you'll see cities have their protests. You'll see a lot of it in LA, which where abortion is legal anyway. Like what do they think they're going to change? But no, like in regard to, to the lives being saved, like, just think of the conversations that we've been having and think of the, the, the amount, like I've seen, I don't know if it's just my TikTok feed, but I see a lot of truth and a lot of value of life being promoted on social media, at least through the, a lot of the channels that I follow. So if that just, if, if that conversation educates one person that is, has the ability to change their mind or to, a doctor to hear I, I don't know who knows who knows we'll hear mm. the conversations um but if if preaching of the truth and the gospel if it gets one person saved then that's a life saved if it saves one baby from abortion that's a life saved but i'd much you know i'd much rather hear people coming to jesus and knowing mm. their lord and savior yeah also and how we respond matters right so d- just because they get snarky with you doesn't mean you need to respond with the same kind of uh, temperament, right? We need to be mature. We need to speak truth and, and just stick to that. Just repeat yourself if you have to. It's a human yeah. being. Well, you're you're ignorant. Well, it's a human being. It's a human yeah. being. I mean, it's, you it's don't a, need to say anything else. It is a human being. Yeah. End of it's story. A, it's a hill I'm willing to die on, honestly, because it's it's worth fighting for. 
And I've had people on the left tell me the exact same thing. Um, if that's the case, this may lead to some kind of civil unrest here in the United States. We'll, it's possible. We'll see. I don't see. I just, you know, I think the problem ultimately, well, and it didn't lead to civil unrest when uh, Roe v. Wade came into, you know, decision in the first place. Uh, if any, if any time it was going to come into an unrest, it would have been then because uh, at this point, there, like, what is the the reality? Is the states still allow it? Like. Mm. It's not if the federal government was saying uh, no across the board, I could see there being some civil unrest, you know, but like the states still allow it. So people like what are with slavery? It was an all or nothing thing like slavery is either it's abolished or it's not. And and that was and we went to war over that because it was the federal government saying, no, we are we are putting our foot, you know, in in the dirt. We're digging our heels in and we're it's it's going to be illegal to own yeah. a slave and that caused a civil war that it's not the same impact. Like, first of all, the federal government isn't saying no abortions. That would have been a bigger unrest. And second, the States all have the option to do that. Uh, it was, that option wasn't given for slavery, nor should it have been, but that was what caused the civil war. And this is not, we're not at a point like no one is going to, it's not a, it's not a dying position. Like who's going to go out there with a gun and fight to be able to kill their own child. Like it's, it's a lie. Nobody's going to die for that lie. Like it's just, it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. My opinion, my opinion, I can be wrong. I'm with you. I just hope they see that. Is it wrong thinking I would bank my life savings on pro-lifers winning that hill? Yes. Uh, No, no, it's not wrong. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Most pro-lifers uh, have uh, guns. Have lots of guns <laughs> <laughs> and tanks and helicopters. <laughs> no, I know. I know. There's always fringe people, Tian. I, I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to speak in an all-encompassing. I know everything. I do agree. Uh, I, I try to. I use exaggeration a lot to get my point across. But ultimately, I, I do agree. There will be fringe people out there. There will be lunatics that will do a little crazy, but uh, most of it's for political purposes. Like the crazy ones, the real crazy ones, they have a political, they have something to gain or lose politically out of it. So I think that those would be the ones that would be more fringe willing to, you know, go, go to violence in that sense. Yeah. So is there anything that uh, beyond abortion that you take that is something that you like you're active in, combating or that you uh, for sure uh i mean jesus like (laughs) like no like something in in the secular world that you're fighting against like for me it's sex uh, trafficking yeah that's that's a good one i'm not really yeah go ahead i i just like i've one one of these days i want to help my buddy who goes to india and he basically goes into brothels and acts like a buyer Mm. Uh, buys children and puts them in an orphanage. Um, wow. So I, I'm not saying I'm a cessation or a, a continuationist, but he got a vision of him speaking into in front of a crowd of Indians one day. Wow. And he quit doing cocaine and a bunch of other stuff that he was doing, got up and just no, went to kidding. church. And then a year later, that vision came came past and he was standing there in front of these people. Uh, he said it was rough because he has to go into these brothels and act like a pervert. Right. And he has yeah. to see these kids. Um, and 
he had i mean he has to go in undercover to get them but they have like five four orphanages and some of them are like they divide them like those that have aids versus those who don't um just for the type of care that they receive sure yeah um uh I, yeah i think that's an important one um what really the ones that i've been the most involved in have been pregnancy resource centers mm-hmm. uh especially when we were over in bremerton we we did that a lot um and really i mean I need to be more involved with stuff. I think poverty, I think that we, we do sponsor a child. Not that it's a big deal, but um, I mean, I'm do sure you it's use compassion. Uh, yes. Compassion international. Yeah. Um, so we sponsor a child through compassion. We actually sponsor my cousin who's in the navigators. So we sponsor her for uh, monthly uh, sponsorships to help her in ministry and reaching college kids for Jesus. So uh, yeah. I think that's important too, but uh, the church, I'm actually, you know, I hate to say it, man, but I haven't been tithing for probably about six years. And, um, really? I've, I've had some doctrinal disagreements with the idea of tithing. So I haven't come to, I finally come to a conclusion that I'm going to begin tithing. Uh, but it, it's taken me a while to get there, but, uh, that's one of the things that I want to start. I've always given money to lots of different things. Yeah. I've just not so specifically given to the yeah. church. Yeah. Uh, and, and um, but I know I think I'm in a place now where that's that's going to be more of a priority for us. Well, if you if you're looking for a place for that six month uh, six years of back payment, I'm I'm right I'm ready for it. Oh yeah, I, no, that's I'll what I was thinking. There's probably like one guy out there that really needs it, and I was going to give it to the first one that asked. Congratulations! <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> no, no, I mean I had so we should do an episode on tithing. Like uh, we should do where, an episode of where tithing. I had to I had to have a a serious conversation with God and just like pouring myself out to him. Like, I don't know how to do this right with good conscience because anytime like God has given me a heart for giving and I'll give it to people. Yes. No same. Issue. But same. when I hand it to the church because of, I had to do a lot of deconstruction, right? My dad taught me that the church was filled with hypocrites and bad people. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Same dude. Same. Like my so, mom, my mom, did. it was my mom that made me feel that way. So I yeah, so totally get it. It was very difficult for me to hand it over to this body of believers specifically. Um, and so I had to do a lot of deconstruction. And finally, I came to a conclusion with God, like, how much am I going to give, um, especially with the circumstances that I was in? Uh, and he just kind of put peace over my heart, man. He put yeah. men in my life that we went through scripture together and talked about it. And I, I think the Sermon on the Mount really is your go-to for if you're struggling with something like that it is what the heart of the individual is doing yeah where your heart is not what your uh what your your dogma right your ritual of it is i give exactly 10 percent right or well i don't want to get i think that was a problem was the the legalism of it for me yeah was i i felt like well look i don't feel like anybody could make a very good argument for me on the exact 10 percent but everywhere I had been uh, were pretty, you know, it was mandatory, basically. I mean, some places were a little bit uh, more strict than others. But, um, you know, I just I needed to deconstruct that, too. I think I needed to come out of my old way of thinking. I think I needed to to really see the reason for it and uh, and understand it. And then now I can do it with a joyful heart, which I think really is the difference is when the Bible says it says to give joyfully. You know, and um, I just want to be doctrinally correct. You know, I want to be doctrinally correct. I want to be theologically correct. Uh, And so some of my hesitation comes from 
the desire to deconstruct from my old way of thinking and re and rebuild my doctrine through scriptural study and so on and so forth. Yeah. So I actually was thinking about this today while driving. Um, I, I haven't tied because we're church hopping. Right. Um, but the Lord has put on my heart, this o OPC church that they actually gave me a, a, a hymnal Psalter. Um, and, uh, Oh, I love, dude, I have a Psalter right over here, bro. It yeah. is amazing. Isn't it? Isn't it great? It is amazing. I, it is so good. There's, there's still boring OPCs. You need drums. You need drums. Did you get the, uh, did you get the ESV journaling Psalter? There's an ESV one? Bro, yes, there is. Now, this is the From authorized Crossway. version. Uh, Ooh. This is the only, this is what the OPC says that they're allowed to use. I have many leather bound <laughs> books and my house smells of rich mahogany. Yeah. Uh, no, but for what people, for people who don't know what a Psalter is, uh, it's basically the Psalms in a book form. Uh, if those who are watching can see, it's very nice. It is very leather bound, by the way. Um, Yours and, is. Way to uh, go, OPC. I know. Well, that's my, that's why mine's the elect standard version. So it's each of it has. James. Each of it has a, a psalm in it, and you can see, like, here's Psalm 8, all right? And then it has a place for notes right next to it. It's super cool. I'll show you guys on TikTok as well. Uh, but it's got the, the whole psalm written out, and then it's got places for notes on the side. And it's really, really cool because you can just, just study the psalms, man. Like, it's – oh, listen to – bro – Listen you know to this note. To study the Psalms. Uh, I gotta share this with you. Hang on, don't yeah. start. I wrote this down in Psalm 10. The wicked boast about the desires of their soul: pro-abortion, pro-gay, pro-evil. The wicked boast about the desires of their soul. That is what. That is Psalm 10, three. Wow topical and relevant to to the the one viewer watching hunter i i don't i'm too dumb to understand the kjv man is that is that on TikTok or on uh, facebook uh, that's, no he's on youtube yeah oh he didn't he, he texted me versus message oh he did that's hilarious <laughs> but here's why it's important to study the psalms guys it it, it is rich with explaining and expressing god to you his character his who he is and how how he works it's his holiness it's just it's just rich with like you coming to know him right from yep. men who have experienced him in such a way that the holy spirit then has them take pen to paper and write down that experience and that 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 nuance of them understanding god and who he is and just his care, like, oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. Absolutely. But uh, so, yeah, because that OPC church gave me this, just I, I asked him if I could steal it. And he was like, here, you can have it. I was like, all right, but I want to steal it. He's like, just take it. I was like, thanks. <laughs> I was like, I really want to sell it. permission to steal. To steal, it. yeah. So I, I, I plan to give to them and give to uh, nice. a few of these churches that I've been church hopping through. But as far as tithing goes, I haven't. And we, we, we really need to do an episode on. Yeah, we should. We should. We should bring a couple pastors on, too. I'd like to uh, I'd like to see if we could bring one on that's like more traditional 10 percent and then one that's more like, you know, uh, give from give from your heart 
you know, mm. sort of thing. So maybe we can have a conversation about that. That'd be a good episode. Mm. So I like it. All right, dude, let's close it out. Why don't you give us the gospel and we'll roll on out of here. All right, guys. So um just want to let you know that you have been made in the image of God, right? And based on our topic for tonight, uh, but there's something wrong, right? You're in a fallen world because of Adam's sin. You are sinful, right? And all of us have sinned and have fallen short of the glory and the, the wonder of who God is, right? Um, but there's good news. And the reason it's good news is because Christ died for you to reconcile you to himself, Right, so that on the day of judgment, you God doesn't see you and what you did and all the sins in your life, but he sees Christ and what he did on the cross, that your sins were imputed to Christ. They were assigned to Christ and they were nailed to the cross on your behalf. Right? And through Christ's life, death, burial and resurrection, you can be reconciled and become ambassadors and co-heirs with Christ. Mm so that you can live with him in eternity and have eternal life. I pray that for you in Jesus name. I hope you receive it. Uh, I do got to make one correction. Uh, last episode, I said, if you compare Matthew 26 with Psalm 22, it's Psalm 22 with Matthew 27. And I know uh, I saw you write notes. I was like, man, he's probably just sitting there studying. Like, I never got around nothing to nothing to do with each other. <laughs> Hunter but corrected I, me. He was like, Hey, it's 27. I was like, ah, he Hunter did such a great job with that sermon. It was uh, very, very edifying. So I, awesome. I encourage all of you to just take those two uh, Psalms 22 and uh, um, uh, Matthew 27 and compare them next to each other. And you, you really start to see what, what happened on the cross. Mm. Uh, it's amazing. God is good. All right. Well, take care, guys. Thank you for joining us. Email us at doctrinesofrat at gmail.com. If you have any questions, find us on the YouTubes and all the other places. Love you. God bless you. Go do something great for the Lord this week. 82 Soli pennies. Gloria, 82 pennies. And we are... <laughs>